Hey there, people-powered business community. Are you ready to transform the way you handle difficult conversations in your business? If so, I'd love you to join me for the Mastering Difficult Conversations workshop that I'm running next week. In just three interactive online sessions on the 18th, 20th and 22nd of March, you'll discover your unique leadership style, you'll master the art of impactful communication by learning the translation code, and you will build your personalized difficult conversations framework. Imagine tackling tricky team talks with confidence and ease, all for the special price for you listeners of just $47. But hurry, spots limited to ensure that we have an engaging experience for everyone. It's time to go from overwhelmed to empowered and lead your business with confidence. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash workshop to secure your seat now. Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, and welcome to episode number 76 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Christy Lee here, your host. How on earth are you this fine, fine day? It is a beautifully stunning warm day at the time I'm recording this, and I hope you're also enjoying some great weather. It's starting to warm up here on the east coast of Australia, which has me very happy. Um, So I hope you're having an amazing day. If you're new here to the podcast, welcome. It is fabulous to have you here and listening, and I do hope you enjoy today's episode. If you're a regular listener, thank you. Welcome back, and uh, thank you for the feedback I've been getting recently on the podcast as well. It's great to have you here each and every week. Now, I'm going to jump in straight in to the juicy, juicy conversation we've got for you today, because today I am talking about probably the number one thing that I talk to business owners about, particularly when they first engage me to come and assist them in their business. And that is performance management issues. An employee who's just not cutting the mustard, not getting done what we need them to get done. And yeah, we're just having issues with them. Performance management is probably the number one headache that business owners and managers face. And in fact, some studies have shown that uh, businesses can spend a day a week managing performance issues or managing underperformance, as the case might be. Now, I don't know whether you can relate to this, but I know uh, there was certainly a time in my business journey where I kind of realized um, that I was spending more of my time managing people than I was doing anything else. And I was spending all of my days managing people and not getting done any of the things I really enjoyed in my business. And if that's you, it's not a fun feeling, is it? It's it's just frustrating. It's, I don't want to say demoralizing, but it's really not what most of us got into business for. And that's not to say that necessarily that was always poor performance issues I was dealing with, but I was just spending all of my time. So I had, I had it all wrong at that stage quite clearly. And one stat you may be able to relate to, and this is where you might sort of, you know, realize that if you haven't already, you've got some performance issues, is this. Are you spending 80% of your time 
with 20% of your team or managing 20% of your team? Do the small minority of your team take up the bulk of the energy and effort you need to put into managing and the rest of the team just get on with things? Does that sound a little familiar? Because that might mean you've got some underperformance or performance issues on hand. Even though it may not be glaringly obvious, it might not be that they're performing terribly by any stretch, but it might purely be that they're just underperforming and they're taking up all of your time in managing them. And the reality is the other 80% of your team are the ones that actually deserve your time and attention because they're your really good performers. So we can't, it, it can be really easy to sometimes just get it, you know, upside down in terms of where we're spending our time and how that should all look and work. Now, here's the good news I've got for you. And it is good news, although we're talking about performance management, which is, ugh, it's not an icky topic. It's just a topic that none of us want to really think about. We'd rather put our head in the sand a lot of the time. Here's the thing. After working with businesses for more than 20 years, I've identified that there are really only six core reasons that an employee underperforms or fails to perform or is performing badly. Six. Now, when you think about it, I know that there are a gazillion different performance management issues that we all deal with, you know, week in, week out. And Honestly, if I put together a list of some of the things that I've seen and heard about, we'd have a we'd have a comedy episode <laughs> ready for you. Mind-boggling some of the things that I've come across in those 20 years. But at the core of it, the behavior, the attitude, the um, you know, what they're actually doing, that's just a symptom. It's not the cause. There are only six really core reasons that someone isn't getting the job done. And I'm going to share them with you today because once you have this information, you're so much more empowered to be able to actually go and fix it. It's like, you know, putting a Band-Aid on something, knowing that it's not going to fix the problem, but it just, it just Band-Aids, it's a small solution. Once you actually know the root cause of the problem, you can actually deal with that. And that is also going to prevent it from coming up over and over again. Knowledge in this case is absolutely power. Once you know which of these six core core reasons, core causes of underperformance you're dealing with, with this any particular employee at any time, then you can figure out what to do about it. And at the end of today's episode, I'm going to share with you where you can get a free resource that not only goes through these six core reasons in a little more detail, but also tells you what to do about these six core reasons. So once you know which one you're dealing with, this resource is going to give you some tips as to what you can do to turn things around and to deal with the issue. So stay tuned at the end of the episode for the details for that resource. So let's dive in and chat about these six core reasons, shall we? And as we go through, you may very much have a bit of a light bulb moment where you realize a bit of an epiphany, oh, that's what I'm dealing with here. And there might be a couple of different things at play. It might not be just one of these six. Maybe a couple of them are interacting together. Totally fine. You might even reflect on some performance matters you've dealt with in the past and realize that actually now you can see what you are really dealing with. So these things hopefully will be really simple in helping you identify what we're dealing with. Now, I'm going to be honest right at the outset. These six core reasons are not all to do with the employee. Yeek. <laughs> in fact, three and a half of these reasons are really ultimately our fault as the leader. 
by perhaps not having set things up for success at our end. So I want to give you the heads up that that's coming (laughs) because this isn't all about everything's the employee's fault in this particular case. We have an onus of responsibility here too to set things up for success. There's things we can do that impact performance. All right, so let's dive into them. And I'm going to start with the ones that lay on our shoulders first to get those out of the way. So the number one reason for performance management issues is a lack of clarity. What do I mean by that? Here's the thing. If you're not clear in yourself, in your own mind, what you want from that person or from that position, how on earth can we expect any employee in that role to get that done? If we're not clear on what exceptional performance looks like, how can we expect to see exceptional performance in the role? Because if you're not clear in your own mind what you're looking for, then you've got absolutely zero chance of being clear in communicating that with your team member. So you can't make it clear to them or you can't clearly articulate what the performance expectations are. So if there's a lack of clarity, either in your mind about what you're expecting or in your communication with your team about, you know, telling them what's in your head, (laughs) because I've said this before, as much as we would love them to be, our team can't read our minds. They're not mind readers. Just because we're clear in our own mind what we expect, if we can't clearly articulate that to the team, never, ever going to happen. So we're dealing with either a lack of clarity in your own mind about what you're looking for or a lack of clear and articulate communication to our team member. And here's the thing, a lack of clarity not only causes performance issues, it actually drives underperformance. It's a real stimulus for underperformance because if an employee doesn't know what's expected from them, they start flailing about. They actually want really clear guidance. They want to be led. So the number one is a lack of clarity. Number two, it's been lost in translation. So in this case, you may have in fact clearly articulated to your employee what you're expecting from them, but either they've misunderstood or misinterpreted your communication and they've gone ahead thinking they're doing exactly what you're expecting because they've misunderstood the direction. Now, this could have been a little game of Chinese whispers. If you've told someone to tell someone to tell them what's expected, that can happen. So when you're in a smaller business, sometimes having less of a hierarchy is much, much better in terms of being able to get things done. Because I see businesses with you know 20 or 30 staff starting to build this hierarchy, and it's actually not great for business at that time unless the people in that structure have all the right leadership skills and tools um, about them. And that's when things can start to get lost in translation because you might have articulated it to someone, but they haven't been able to clearly articulate it to the next person in line. Or sometimes our our team member just misunderstood, totally unknowingly, non-intentionally. They're definitely trying to do the right thing, but they've just misunderstood what we've said. They've taken something or heard something and have gone about doing that and they're on the wrong trajectory. So Communication being lost in translation is something that I do see quite a lot. Um, And it's sometimes because we're using language that our team members don't really resonate with or we're giving instructions or directions in a way that isn't how our team naturally like to absorb information. This is really about knowing your people and knowing how to best communicate with them to get the most out of them. 
Reason number three is unrealistic expectations. I could not tell you how many times when I've been assisting businesses who are growing and they say, I just want to clone myself. Why can't I just find someone that's just like me? Firstly, because that person doesn't exist. (laughs) But secondly, you don't want to clone yourself in your business. There's only one you in your business. If you want to clone yourself, that's a really silly plan because that means you're going to find someone that's going to go out and set up in competition with you effectively. Our employees are not a clone of us and we can't expect them to be. Just because the last person that was in this role did things a certain way or was particularly exceptional at a particular task doesn't mean that the new person will be exceptional in that particular task. Their strengths might be slightly different. I've spoken here on the podcast before, and I'll put a link in today's show notes to this episode. Um, If we don't expect too much from them, we might not be let down. Did those words sound familiar? Yes, they are. Lyrics from a Jim Blossom song. And it's, it's a real problem. The expectations we put onto our team, if they're not realistic, set everyone up for failure. If it's not realistic that that person can get that done, Of course, there's going to be underperformance issues, but what did you expect to happen? So unrealistic expectations can be a real problem, either because we don't understand what's realistic for the role, we don't understand what's realistic for this person, we are just setting goals and objectives that are just too high for anyone in that position to ever be able to actually achieve. Now, that's totally demoralizing for the team member involved. They go home at the end of the day feeling like a total failure. And of course, they're underperforming because you've set expectations that are totally unrealistic. So you can't expect people to perform when there's unrealistic expectations. And worse still, it actually creates disengagement. That's another topic I'm going to chat about in a moment. So the third reason you're going to have performance issues is that you've set unrealistic expectations that no one would be able to achieve. The fourth reason you've got performance issues is that you don't have the right measurement metrics in place. If it can't be measured, it can't be managed. And here's what often happens. I'll get a call from someone. In fact, I had this situation just a couple of weeks ago. I'm going into performance review with a team member. They're underperforming. I need to discuss it with them. Okay, no worries. First question, have you discussed this with them before? No, not since our last review six months ago. And I'm now going to have this discussion again. Now, that that whole issue is a discussion for a whole other podcast episode, but no one should be hearing about underperformance, first and foremost, in a very rare performance review. But secondly, next question, okay, how are you measuring their performance? Like, what are they underperforming against? What's the objective? What's the target? What's the KPI? Oh, we don't have those. They're just not, they're just not where I want them to be. If you don't have clear measurable metrics in place, how can you expect someone to know where they're falling short? KPIs are your best friend when it comes to this kind of thing, but you need to be able to measure specifically what results you want to be achieved from that position and your employee needs to know what they are so they know what they're aiming for. Because too often we see that an employee is underperforming because they didn't understand where the bar was set because no one had told them. There was no measurement metrics in place. They thought they were doing a great job because no one had ever told them that we didn't need them to make five widgets a day, we need them to make 10 widgets a day. So unless you've got some measurement metrics in place 
And unless you've communicated those with the employee, how can you possibly claim that they are underperforming? Against what measures? Against what standards? So you really need to look at measurement metrics. If you don't have them in place, managing performance is majorly difficult. Now, the next two, reasons number five and six, these are ones where you do genuinely have an issue with the employee. You've done everything right from your end, and yet you've got performance issues. Number five, the employee simply does not have the skills for the role. They don't have the skills to perform the inherent requirements to meet a success measure in that position, in the current work environment. Now, this can happen for a number of reasons. They perhaps were the wrong hire. Maybe you've hired the wrong person for the role. Or maybe they've been in the role for so long that the role's changed, technology's changed, how the role is done in the business has changed, and their skill set hasn't kept up. So the role has kind of outgrown them. And this can be particularly tricky. I've seen this in businesses where an employee has been there for quite a long time and they were once excellent in the role. But over time, and it's often over a very long period of time, the employee has shown no interest in learning new technologies, in changing, in adapting to new, new ways of doing things. They want it to stay stuck. So they were provided with opportunities by the employer to do the train, all of those things but they didn't want to. They were resistant to the change. And ultimately, it gets to a point where they're no longer performing the role because they don't have the skills anymore. Because although the title may be the same, how we get that role to work, how that role is performed has changed. So that can be one way it can happen. It can definitely be a wrong hire situation. It can be a whole range of things. But the skill is lacking. That can definitely be a reason for underperformance. And the final one and probably the one that interacts most with all the rest of the others that I'm talking about, but also on its own is a, is a real problem in the workplace, and that is disengagement. We've spoken here on the podcast about engagement a lot. <laughs> so you've all, if you're a regular listener, you know this topic. But we know that disengaged employees are less productive. They are problematic amongst other team members. They can very easily become toxic. Effectively, the disengaged employee is the walking zombie in the workplace. They're turning up physically, but not mentally. They've checked out psychologically from their role. Now, there can be a whole range of reasons for disengagement. So I don't want you to hear this and think, right, they're disengaged. They've got to go. There's no turning this around because it's not the case. Sometimes people become disengaged because of some of the other things I've already spoken about today, because they don't have clarity, they don't have clear directions, they don't have the right measurement metrics in place. All of those things actually help engagement, surprisingly enough. Perhaps they're no longer feeling challenged by their role. Perhaps they are feeling stale in their role. They need some change or a new challenge. Maybe there's something going on at home. They've got some personal issues in their life that is impacting how they're engaged in the workplace. I know that, you know, many of us would like to see our team leave their problems at the front door when they walk into work every day, but we're humans. If we've got real problems going on in our personal life, it's very difficult to totally separate those. That could absolutely be having an impact. They might be struggling with the workplace culture or some dynamics. Maybe there's been new people in the business and it's just not all clicking for them anymore. There are lots of reasons for disengagement, so you do need to dig a little here and understand what's causing the disengagement, but a disengaged employee is never, ever going to be performing well. So disengagement and performance issues go hand in hand. 
So let's recap these six core reasons for underperformance or performance issues. Number one, there's a lack of clarity, either in your, your, in your mind about what you want or in your communication with your employee about what you expect from them. Something has been lost in translation. Your employee has misunderstood or misinterpreted what your expectations are. You have set unrealistic expectations. You haven't understood the capacity of the person and the role and the operational environment, and you've set expectations which were never going to be achievable for anyone in that role. You don't have any or the right measurement metrics in place to know how to effectively measure performance, and therefore you don't have any set benchmark for what high performance looks like. The employee simply does not have the skills to do the job or you've got a disengaged employee on your hands. They're the six core reasons. Now, obviously, within all of those, there are some nuances. There are some, there's, you know, layers of complexity in each of these. And you could definitely be dealing with a combination of a couple. But at the crux of it, if you've got a performance issue, it's going to point back to one of these areas. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode today, knowing which of these you're dealing with is super powerful in being able to figure out what to do next. If you know you've got a disengaged employee, you need to look at some engagement strategies, figure out what you need to do to re-engage them in the workplace. If they don't have the skills, do they need training? Are they going to accept the training? What can you do to bridge the gap? If something's been lost in translation, figure out how to get it clear and make sure that the employee truly understands what needs to happen. As I shared, I have a great little resource for you that's going to help walk through these six core reasons for performance management in your workplace and tell you what to do next for each of them. Give you some ideas as to how you can step out from this performance issue, turn things around and get your current underperformer into your next superstar employee. If you want to grab a copy of that resource, I should say, just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com and click on episode number 76. That's peoplepoweredbusiness.com. Click on episode number 76 and you'll be able to grab your free underperformance resource there. Thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast today. I do hope that's been useful. I know performance management is a headache for most of you. And I'm hoping that what I've shared today has helped you realize that it's not as complex as it might seem. And if you can figure out the root cause rather than dealing with the symptoms, the behaviors you're seeing surface and bubble to the top, then you'll actually be able to fix the issue rather than band-aiding the, 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 the wound on the surface, I guess. Thanks again for joining me. It's been great to speak to you here on the podcast. Have a fabulous week and I'll be back again next week for episode number 77. Have a great week, everyone. 